It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Masterplan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a total pleasure to have you all out there listening. Thank you. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce Masterplan. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm an advisor. And I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Last episode, we caught up with Lindsay from Wines with Attitude, where she discussed how important a laser focus on her customers has been to her growth. As you all know, something that's something that's very, very close to my heart. You can join in the chat in our Facebook group at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook or search for ecommerce masterplan world on Facebook itself. And there you can join in the chat about everything we discussed with Lindsay and anything else that's going on in your e-commerce world. There's lots of us there ready to help you. This podcast is sponsored by Dotmailer, the SaaS marketing platform that enables companies to create, test and send data driven automated campaigns, which of course includes email marketing. If you go to dotmailer.com, you can get a free platform demo or a trial so you can find exactly what they're all about and what the, how they could help you grow your business. And also in the resources library, you can get completely for free the latest edition of the must read Hitting the Mark report. It is a tome of fantastic advice and tips and tricks and insight into what some of the biggest retailers on the planet are doing to maximise their email marketing income. All of that... The demos, the trials and the reports are at dotmailer.com. Now, let me introduce you to today's special guest. Georgina Hustler is the founder of Antique Rose and Maison Rustic, a pair of brick retail businesses in Wokingham. That's right. Physical stores on a high street. Now, they sell a mix of gifts, jewellery, home accessories and furniture. And Georgina is right in the middle of turning her bricks into clicks. That's right. She's in the process of launching those e-commerce websites. Everything started in 2008 and now combined turnover of the businesses is just under half a million pounds. Hello, Georgina. Hello. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good. Excellent. Well, look, I've just given our listeners a really quick overview, quite an intriguing overview, I think, of you and your businesses and where you are at the moment. But how did you get started off in e-commerce? Well, um, everybody who's got a bricks and mortar shop kind of wants to break into the e-commerce world. I think it's like the holy grail of uh, of having that shop, but it's also a, a completely different world. There is very little similarity other than the products in terms of, of what it's all about. So for me, I I started dabbling in the e-commerce world a few years ago with my, my current website where I just wanted to, to give my my customers the ability to view my products online um, more than I was actually that worried about finding new customers or or going into the e-commerce world in a big way but it was time that people could actually view before they they walked through the doors and um, so I I did that um, about three or four years ago I I set that up and um, set up my my first site Um, and it was really you know, more recently that I've really started to say, actually, I want to turn this into something that's a real, real business in its own right, rather than just a bit of an add on. And um, I've started working my way into um, to newer websites that are going to work better with SEO and um, hopefully expand my sales and um, help my, uh, my high street bricks actually survive through these turbulent times. Okay, cool. Well, look, let's, uh, let's cover off where both those businesses are 
online right now and then we'll kind of get into a bit more of the journey because I know we've got lots of listeners who are in that that physical store space who have played around with e-commerce or they want to do e-commerce so I know there's gonna be a lot a lot for us to talk about there where is which one do you want to start with do you want to start with Maison Rustic or Antique Rose let's start with Antique Rose because okay. that's the original cool so where so you so obviously you're selling in the UK Let's clear, let's clear yes. that one up right now. In the UK, selling in the UK. Um, what platform is Antique Rose on at the moment? Um, it's running on um, a, uh, a templated system by a company called Intelligent Retail who do my till system. So they basically offer to build um, your website from their template. Um, it's a, it's not responsive. It's an old school sort of um, website in that regard. But I have got a mobile site which has been created, an old-fashioned mobile site, so that it does work on a mobile. It's not completely um, useless in that context. But it's not brilliant on iPads. Um, and But the great thing about the system is that it does, does work alongside my stock system and my bricks and mortar store so if somebody buys everything every piece of um i don't know a bath bomb in the shop it will pretty instantly update online so nobody can come online and then and then buy that and put us in a difficult situation so whilst it's not the website that's going to help you compete with you know the other people out there selling similar products it is a website that's that's a nice safe place to test out the e-commerce idea exactly yeah and it, it it's it's exactly that when I went into it I didn't really understand e-commerce I wasn't really um I didn't really know who my market was what I was trying to achieve and I've never really invested in advertising it or spending money on SEO because I've never felt confident that I know what I'm doing enough to invest invest the money in that cool so, so it's been a good starting point then definitely yeah, absolutely. okay and um what about uh Maison Rustic, what site's that one on? So Maison Rustic was, uh, up until last week, um, was running on a WordPress, just bog standard sort of site with information about the shop. Mm -hmm. So Maison Rustic sits directly behind Antique Rose in terms of bricks and mortar world. Um, And what we were doing was running all our products in that shop in on the antique rose shop so if we wanted to link our customers to a product online we could at least give them a viewability of that even though it wasn't in the right brand context um but uh so that um all changed last week we went live with our new responsive site um which has been i think about six months in the making mm-hmm. uh, it's been quite a long process um but I am amazingly happy with the result now. Um, it is um, so crisp, so clean. It works so beautifully. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just about. We haven't. We're still in soft launch phase at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, so we will bit by bit start to launch that that more in in the coming weeks. Well, kudos on actually doing a soft launch because. Oh, it's one of the things I frequently repeat to people is live does not mean launch. And so many people assume the second the website goes live, you've got to do all this launch promotion and all the rest of it. Got so such a good idea to do that kind of soft launch, beta phase, whatever you want to call it, before you actually go, hey, everybody, look at my website. So kudos for doing that. Um, and what, what platform is this new super duper site on? 
So it's still um, with the same company, um, but they have a new responsive platform that they've built and designed. So it's um, bespoke to them. Um, and again, it's kind of off of a template, but there's I've had quite a lot of ability to design in and around that and, and get what I want out of it. Okay, awesome. And, um, and I'm guessing that once the Maison Rustic site is properly launched and you've got through all the teething problems, you'll be rolling that one that same thing back to Antique Rose? Absolutely. That's the uh, that's the next project. That's what I'm working on at the moment. Um, and the thing is, it's it's Antique Rose it will be a very similar in terms of its look and feel and its structure, but the actual how it works is going to differ from the existing Antique Rose because that had furniture and it had everything on it. And now I've got so much more space to play around with. And I want um, the new website to be very, very focused on gifts and gifting. And and that's what the whole sort of niche in and around the Antique Rose website, because that is what the shop is about um, primarily. So it'll be a slightly restricted product range compared to what's in the in the store. Uh, it will be the same product range, um, but it won't have. Is it used to have all the Maison Rustic products on oh, it? Oh, well. right. Okay, got you. Sorry. So it, it was quite confusing when you were looking at it. There was too much product on there. So it will be a, a lesser product range because we've switched a lot of it over onto Maison Rustic. Um, and hopefully that will make it a lot easier to navigate around to find what you want and to focus it. And, and I'm also looking at um, a slightly updated logo and brand that brings gifts into it a lot more so that because the history of antique rose was originally i started as an interior design business and antique rose was everything then i um kind of found that gifts were doing really well in antique rose so i i I focused in on that and then i wanted to get back into the home side of things which is one i open maison rustic next door so because i find that trying to sell everything under the brand of antique rose just didn't work it was just too confusing too much to take in yeah it's ama- it's amazing how you know you kind of you just follow the nose of what the customers seems to want and all of a sudden you, you find yourself with two stores so oh, oops yeah. <laughs> how did that happen <laughs> it's a bit like that when the one next door came up it was like oh okay <laughs> oh yeah it's like oh yeah because it's one of those challenges like, oh how do you split yourself between two physical stores well if they're side by side it's a lot easier than if they're on different streets yeah exactly my business decision was do i do something different next door or do i open a whole new shop doing the same thing on another high street and i decided that actually although it's more work because it's more products and a lot more to do in terms of marketing and branding and things like that that is my passion and for me at least I can run them the two shops quite closely together and they run sort of as one shop actually because the staff can come in and out and help each other out and and do a bit of each cool well let the so that brings me on nicely to our team question um across the let's start start off with the website then how many of your team are working on the website and what have you chosen to outsource um so a couple of the girls sort of the younger girls who are more um it savvy have been doing a lot of the descriptions for me so they're beavering away getting all all the kind of copy done on the individual products um and to a certain extent helping with the images as well um the majority of it is done by me to be honest Mm -hmm. um keeping it up to date going forward taking products off putting products on that's all integrated with our till system so that's something that i can get the girls in the shop doing in quiet moments um and then 
now it's built and live. The only thing that the actual company that I um, that uh, that built it do is I'm, I'm now employing them to do SEO and, and helping me along with with that sort of side of things. So the actual we have a content management system, so we can update all our imagery, change all of our homepage, we can do absolutely everything ourselves. We've got complete control over that, which is mainly me. <laughs> cool. So you, you've <laughs> you've ma- running business. <laughs> yeah, but you've managed to. Um- to get some of the the shop team to be able to do some work on the website in their downtime as such you're kind of making better use of existing resources in some ways exactly yeah i don't and if 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 we get to a point where it's taking off then i will obviously employ somebody who that's their job full time um but until we get to that stage i haven't got the resources to be able to invest in somebody doing that you know 24 7 and as the actual orders come into the shop they come straight into our tills and the girls pick them, pack them and send them off with, um, with DPD. So that's, I don't have to get involved with that. Nice. So, so you're running the business in the buying, the merchandising, the marketing, those kind of areas. And then you've got the girls looking after the day-to-day customer service, essentially. Absolutely. Okay. Very nice. Um, right. In which case let's, now we've kind of set the scene, let's get into a bit more, bit more, um, bit more meat about what you're up to so I guess the first thing to ask you is what's the most awesome thing about your two businesses right now um the website for me is the most awesome thing this is for the new website going live was it was a glass of champagne moment it was <laughs> yay <laughs> even though it's only still in soft launch it was um something I've been waiting to do for a long time and wanting to do for a long time and it's so important to when you've got that brand and we've built a following for Maze and Rustic on our Facebook page we're up to over 18,000 followers and it's it's the brand and what it's all about is so exciting and so on trend and it's a bit we're like really hitting the point now people really love this we've kind of saw it a couple of years ago and have been building it and now to have a platform to actually show that off and be able to go out to people and say this is what we do look um rather than feeling a little bit like yeah i can't really point people to a website it's a bit embarrassing Mm -hmm. um now I'm, i'm really excited about what that then means for that business how we carry that forward what i can do um even in the local area to push that shop because it isn't as well known as as antique rose for antique rose obviously the website is coming behind that but for the this time of year it's all about christmas so we are very excited we have christmas decorations arriving every day even mm-hmm. though it's only um it's only august, august. <laughs> yeah, by the time this goes live we will be full into christmas um, and hopefully selling out of those very self-same christmas decorations yeah, and we are so known in the local area and beyond for our Christmas department. It's as big, if not bigger, than the department stores. We take over the whole of upstairs with Christmas, wow. um, the windows, everything. We have a massive Christmas launch with Christmas music in October. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, live. We have a guy who comes along and sings live, and I make him sing these songs every year. He's like, every year, why do I sing songs in October? Free champagne. We, we make such a thing about it and people just love it because you can immerse yourself in Christmas and it's now it's starting to happen so that's the big thing and if we can then transition that to go live the new website for Antique Rose to go live at the same time and launch Christmas on there um, hopefully we can take that amazing selection of products that we do out to a much wider audience. See what I love about everything you're saying about both those two businesses right now Georgina is that you are 
it is all about the brand, which is clearly all about the customer as well. And you are, you've, you're already thinking about merging online and offline. It's like, if we can get the Antique Rose website launch to tie in with our big Christmas launch, then you get more bang for your buck. If you've got, you've got that brilliant Facebook page already happening for uh, Maison Rustique. So it's, it's like, right, that's great because now we've got people who we know love the brand. But, oh, my God, now we've got to make sure the website lives up to their brand expectation. So it's, exactly. kind, of, it's kind of thinking cross-channel already whilst also making sure that those channels are, and the customers are keeping you on point, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. I think that's, that's, a, that's a lesson all of us can learn from. Um, so having got that first website live, what has been the biggest challenge have you found with that? Has it been product information, photography, copy, the site itself, the store, the team, the people? What's been what's been, been your biggest challenge for, you know, as, as a warning to anybody or an eye opener, maybe to anybody out there who's thinking of following in your footsteps? The copy and the the descriptions and all that side of it is always, you know, it's all you always underestimate it, even when you you think you've you've mm-hmm. you've got it, you haven't. But I think for me, it's been the biggest challenge has been about transferring my vision in my head and my what I imagine, and actually getting that into a physical website. Because you to try and communicate that to technical people. And I come from an IT background originally before I did retail, but even I struggled with trying to get them to be able to create my vision. Um, and depending on who you work with and the quality of the designer that you have and 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 the companies that you use for this, or even if you're doing it yourself on, on something like um, uh, Shop, Shopify, is it? Yep, yeah, yeah, Shopify, that's the right one. Uh, and you know you you're still you you still got something in your mind and trying to get that down physically onto a site is really hard and it was a lot of backwards and forwardsing um and I thought I'd articulated myself really well in the brief (laughs) Um, I was very disappointed when I first saw the site but I worked with them and and they kind of I don't know what's the word, persevered with me, I guess. <laughs> but ultimately, I think I persevered with them because I'm kind of thinking, no, this is what I asked for. So yeah. it was a real challenge to to actually eke out. And that took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I thought, you know, I'll, I'll just write it all down. We've done this before. I, you know, I'll have a chat with you. And, and I've, I've done loads of research. Surely you can understand what I mean. Mm. But it's like that in anything in business trying even with your staff with anything you know you you have something in your head and you need to communicate that and get that over and not everybody sees that what you're saying especially in the visual sense visual Mm. and brand and tone of voice and those kind of things are so hard to um to get across to other people I think partly because partly because they're just hard but also because different people think about them in different ways you know what someone thinks is kitsch another person thinks is cute it's like (laughs) <laughs> so, so even words fail you when you're trying exactly. to do that. And I think this, because Maison Rustic sounds very, um, I don't know, old fashioned almost like, oh, but it's not. The brand Maison Rustic is quite a modern take on rustic and it's all very kind of quite sharp and quite clean, but with loads of natural materials and rustic woods. The website had to be very, very clean and very sharp to, to show those products off as well and to give them a nice background. You don't want a fussy website, no matter how fussy your brand is, because no one's going to be able to get past the fuss and get to the products. So- well, and you've got to give that right first impression. If someone can't grow 
right, especially when it's a brand that's all about design and image, you've got to get that first impression to be the right one so people goes oh this is a this is oh I like this this these are the sorts of products that are me not go oh no and run away you know you've got to give that right first impression so I think it's it's certainly something which is going to pay dividends I would think getting that branding right absolutely I hope so fingers crossed yeah um so with all that's been going on, obviously getting the website live is only stage one. You can't just put it up and hope you're going to get sales. You've got to start doing the marketing and you've got your web guys looking after the SEO side of things for you. And you mentioned earlier that you've not been doing as much local marketing as you've wanted to. Are you going to be, are you focusing most of your marketing effort on local activity that will help bolster the site before going national or are you going national and hoping some of that drips through locally is that a, a definition you've made in your marketing for the sites um i think for me the marketing needs to be sort of national um it's and the the local will then follow inside that because mm-hmm. it's the local advertising it, will come alongside with we've got lots of new builds coming so I'm going to look into brochures and more physical marketing that I can actually give out on that regard but the national and the local when you're looking at social media are kind of very interlinked because your following will be a bit of both um so for me it's all about really harnessing your social media following and and also our email list as well which is is quite local so we will probably the two things the same message will be for both initially mm-hmm. and then we'll see where we go and maybe focus that down and we've got more of a, a campaign that we might have that's more local to bring people in in the local area at a later date I suppose given you're selling furniture that you know you're getting a lot of traction with on Facebook that is the sort of product it's, you know, obviously you've got the gift site as well but on the furniture side of things that is the type of product that people will travel for an hour to go and take a look at if they like the look of it online, if it's the right piece. So it's going to be, I would say it's going to be quite interesting to work out what local, in inverted commas, is for, you know, you've got kind of the casual local or just pop in for a browse, but but how far are people actually wanting to come to come and look at the product rather than just order it online? Because you're quite close to London, Reading, other lots of kind of big conurbations with lots of people in them. So it'd be quite quite interesting to work out what that geographic scenario actually is as, yeah, the, as, as you, you build the marketing. And Woking's going through a lot of regeneration at the moment. It's not the best place to be on the high street. But when that's finished towards the tail end of next year, it's going to be quite an exciting place to come visit as well. So hopefully there'll be a lot more shops and restaurants and cafes. And it's been voted the best place to live um, in the UK on numerous occasions by, you know, the, the Guardian, the Telegraph, all those sorts mm-hmm. of things. So it's it's a real up-and-coming area at the moment. It's having a bit of a moment to get there, um, which is part of my drive to, to get my websites to, to, to focus a little bit more more nationally. So hopefully we should become a, become a destination in our own right. That sounds awesome. Um, okay, before we move into the top tips, I want some extra top tips from you, which are, if you've got a couple of top tips for anyone who's sitting listening to this, who has their boutique, their high street store or their physical store somewhere, they're thinking about doing e-commerce. Maybe they've done, you know, the basic built off the quick quick launch off the back of the till system that's up there ticking over, but they, they feel like they want to take it seriously. What would you advise them to do as their first few steps? Um, 
number one, really understand your brand and, and who you are and, and what what you sell. You know, what you sell on a high street doesn't necessarily equate to the identity that you have online in terms of, you know, we when we sell in a, in a bricks and mortar shop, we'll have a little bit of everything and we're just that shop where it's got a bit of everything. But that doesn't really work online. You need to know um what it is you sell so that's why i say now we're very much focused around antique rose with gifts that's Mm -hmm. and it is what we do pretty much in the shop but online that's going to be our identity it's all about buying the perfect gift um and if you have a a bricks and mortar shop but you don't really you know are you uh shabby chic are you modern are you know what are you what is it that you represent understand that and build your offering online around that and build your social media presence, build your presence out there, get a following across the board, get some excitement and interest um, before you then launch into um, the next stage of, of pushing the website and, and getting the website 100%. Okay, so that was tip number one. Do we have a tip number two? Um, tip number two will be know what you want before you actually talk to your developers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> such a good idea. If you write it all down before you speak to them and accept that you will change your mind and warn them that you will change your mind because you will when you see things visually, it's not quite what you thought it was. But I think to really just have a clear idea because otherwise you will go round and round in circles. And usually that round and round in circles cost you both time and money. So, um, yeah. But interestingly, before uh, we, re- we recorded this, I've just been proofing the section of my latest book, which is already out by the time you're actually listening to this, which is that's, that's slightly screwing my brain. Um, and I've, I've actually been proofing the section about how to brief a website. So, um, you see? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Get all the detail down first, but be aware it's going to change. Um, yeah. If any of you out there want that book, it's called B2B E-commerce Master Plan, and you can find out more about it at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash B2B. And on that note, I think we're going to go into the top tips round. Before we dive into the top tips, here's a reminder of our sponsor. Dotmailer is a SaaS marketing platform that enables companies to create, test and send data-driven automated campaigns, including email. The technology integrates with key business systems such as e-commerce platforms and CRMs, providing access to rich insights in real time, a powerful advantage in today's customer-centric market. Head over to dotmailer.com for a free platform demo or trial. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Georgina, first up is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Do Less, Get More by Shire Wasserland. Um, I I read this a couple of weeks ago and I love it. It's a great... um, it's not necessarily aimed at businesses, but it just it's full of tips on just how to organize yourself, how to prioritize. And if I was going to write a book, that would be the book that I would write more or less. Wow. Can't, you can't get better praise than that. <laughs> okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Um, for me, Facebook. Without doubt, um, I'm currently uh, still experimenting with Facebook advertising, paid advertising, but it is 
a way of creating your brand online, talking to your followers, um, pulling them in, and then um, then just giving them what you want. We've had one sale uh, two days after we launched from a post I put on Facebook, just a picture of the shop with a clock, and someone went to the website and bought it that day. Nice. So for me, um, but then also email list, email list, email list. For me at the moment, I'm building this, working on this and doing everything I can to, to build this going forward and really build a relationship with with those people out there who are your current and your potential customers. Excellent. Okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plug in a phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? My favourite app, um, which was uh, introduced to me by a, a friend who's a social media expert, is WordSwag. Now, this allows you to put um, words on images. Um, I now use it for all of my flyers. I have made products with it and had mugs printed. The, where we are at currently with words on everything, it is amazing. And you can use it for just a quick um promo on Facebook or, um, you know, a saying of the day, anything. It's got loads of different fonts. It's quick and easy to use. And it's revolutionized for me the cost and the um, time involved to actually create most of my marketing um, stuff. Wow. Massive recommendation for that one. And not one I've come across. I'll be going and having a little look at that one myself later. Um, okay. A startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Okay. Um, first of all, find a niche. Find something that, you know, either nobody else is doing or somebody else is doing badly and you can do it better. Um, and then do it really, really well. Show that you're an expert. Do everything you can around that and start by building your social media presence before you even have your website. Start start the brand. Just get the brand going. Identify what your brand is and stick to that brand and just keep building that brand um, and the rest will follow. Excellent advice. And I like the fact it fits in with everything else you've told us today, all the other great ideas. Um, Masterplan World, you can find those top tips and links to all the other things we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Georgina, before we say goodbye, would you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your businesses on the web and social media? Absolutely. So um, the Maison Rustic website is www.maisonrustic with a C on the end, uh, .co.uk. Um, we are also Maison Rustic on Facebook, Twitter, everything, um, Pinterest. Um, Antique Rose is antiquerose.co.uk. Um, and we are Antique Rose Shop on Twitter, um, Antique Rose Wokingham, I think, on, on Facebook. But pretty much type in Antique Rose and you should find us on all of those mediums. Marvellous. Well, I'll add links to all of that in the show notes. You can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Georgina, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been great to have someone who's at such an exciting time in their bricks and clicks journey. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experiences with us. It's been brilliant. Absolutely. My pleasure. Enjoyed it. How cool was that to get to speak to someone who is in the midst of really they've done a lot of experimentation and they're currently in the process of taking their bricks businesses and putting them online both to support their bricks business and to grow their sales across the rest of the country 
I think if one thing comes loud and clear from what uh, Georgina was telling us about is that brand is important. And if you're in one of those categories where you are selling somewhat of a mishmash of product, you know, you're in furniture or you're in gift and you're selling a wide variety of products and the real differentiator is the look, the edit, the brand. That's what's making Georgina successful is that she has really, really nailed what each of those two brands is, what they stand for, what they deliver for the customer, how they deliver it and how that comes into being in the real world and in the virtual world. And I think that's why her e-commerce sites are going to be a huge success. and We're going to be hearing a lot more from them in the future. So brand, 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 everybody. Um, thank you very much for, for listening today. Uh, if you've got any comments or questions about going from bricks to clicks or about building up your brand or anything else we talked about today, then head over to the Facebook group. It's called Ecommerce Masterplan World and you can find it via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. I'm usually hanging out in there. We have lots of interesting little chats and help people out and different discussions and swap tools and all kinds of things going on in there. So I hope to see you in there. And please do let more people know about the podcast. Share it with your e-commerce friends, Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee, over a pint. I don't mind. However you want to share the news, please do make sure um, you spread the word about the podcast so we can get these great lessons and insights out to ever more people in the e-commerce sphere. For now, though, have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.